Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Hello, good morning. Welcome to Joy News Desk. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokum Lemle. Coming up this morning, Joy News investigations reveal, aside from the increasing cost of treating water polluted by irresponsible mining, the Ghana Water Company's treatment process cannot remove poisonous heavy metals from water pumps to homes across the country. Government insists it has not missed the deadline for the second tranche of the International Monetary Fund bailout as it remains optimistic the $600 million will arrive by end of this month. Plus, Infancipim School courts parents support to provide power for the school as the government payment default plunges the school into debt. There was struggle to purchase power. This year alone, from January to October 31st, we have spent 
204,000 cities unprepared. We have more as the headmaster warns of major disaster if help doesn't come quickly. Plus, this morning, the new patriotic party has fired four of its members for publicly endorsing an independent candidate other than its flag bearer, Mahamadou Baumia. We have details of that statement for you on Joy News Desk. My name is Aisha O'Brien. Let's settle for the details. The Nessa Midwifery Council says it has conducted and presented its research findings to government on the mass exodus of health professionals in the country. Currently, data from the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association indicates more than 5,000 nurses and other health personnel have left Ghana for greener pastures abroad over the last three years due to poor conditions of service. But board chairperson of the Nurses and Midwives Council, Nana Echan, Asante says their finding reveals the situation is systematic and goes beyond just condition of service, adding there is a need for a sustainable government policy to deal with the problem. We need to take this seriously. It's not a joke. I was just speaking to a doctor from Yahoo. She's telling me my nurses are leaving. I get it all the time. I just came from America. I've practiced in America. It's not all a bed of roses. My colleagues in America are also crying. Because what the, short, the, the, the shortfall in America and the Western world is doing is that it means their worst nurses are being overworked. Their nurses are also leaving the profession. They're going to do other things. They're practicing nursing. They're going into law. They're doing so many other things. So there's a void in their, in their units. So they need us. What is the Midwives Council doing about your outfit? What are you doing to at least, if not avoid the mass exodus of the movement of the nurses to the foreign countries. At least, what are you doing about it? Or is it the case that you are helpless? So we're not helpless. We're a voice. So as I said, we've, contact, we've conducted research. Now we have a better understanding of what's pushing. And it's not always the money. So what, I know government is in the process of coming up with a policy. We are at that table. We've submitted our research findings so that when people start talking, it's not just about money, because money, we all know we can't all of a sudden triple or quadruple the pay that we're giving the nurses. But in the meantime, the things that we can do about the conditions, the, having the access to the equipment that they need, building that professional, giving avenues for growth within that professional, those other things, those soft things, how could we make it better? So, like um, the, uh, the keynote speaker said we've been at the table to inform the policy so the policy that's been made has a voice has the voice from nmc and the nurses included in the overall policy the situation is not different in the private sector as the private health facilities association of ghana calls on governments to put in place strategic measures beyond the rhetoric dr ohine kwabna safo is vice chairman of the greater Accra chapter of the association um, the, the, the brain drain is, is serious. You have nurses moving, you have doctors moving. Um, a time will come and if we don't take care, we might be importing um, practitioners. Already, there's a huge doctor-to-patient gap. And this is widening day by day as um, 
our doctors move out. Um, in my circles, uh, out of five colleagues, uh, medical practitioners who finish medical school, um, I'm the only one in Ghana now. So that should tell you how serious it is. What should we do uh, as a government to ensure that this situation is uh, dealt with? Okay, so it, it starts from, uh, from policy. Um, what, what is the strategic position of government when it comes to healthcare providers? Not just doctors, not just nurses, allied health and uh, other healthcare providers. What strategy is the government going to employ to ensure we have exactly what is happening out there? If not um, 100%, at least you should, you should take what UK did some years back, early 2000s, they benchmark um, Toyota production systems against their healthcare system just to ensure they have delivery of quality healthcare which is more holistic and looks at the practitioners and the service delivery. So it's, it's, it's a matter of strategy, it's a matter of policy and not just talks. Meanwhile, President of the Healthcare Federation of Ghana, Dr. Wisdom Amagleto, is advocating a collaboration with the private sector to help attain universal health coverage. It is well known that uh, the private sector produces more than 60% of the healthcare needs of this country. And it's in fact, the contribution is bigger than that of the public sector. But unfortunately, this, depart this uh, sector has not been given the help it needs and also the attention that it needs. So what we are asking for is that significantly, as the keynote speaker alluded to, we provide 5% of GDP and we are accounting for 20% of GDP growth. And this has a great potential and promise for this country, not for individual players, but also the country as a whole. So we want more collaboration with the government or the public sector to be able to help achieve the goals of the universal health coverage. Well, still on health, former President John Mahama has added his voice to calls for government to pay nursing trainee allowances. According to the trainees, the government is yet to honor its promise for the past two years. In the wake of the delay, trainees at the Krobo Nursing and Midwifery Training College have rendered an apology to John Mahama for rejecting his campaign policy of replacing allowances with student loans. In the letter read openly in the presence of the former president, the students said they fell for empty campaign promises by the NPP. Nana Aljima is on the Building Ghana tour of the NDC to the Bono East region and has filed this report. The nursing students met the John Muhammad convoy with placards registering their displeasure with the management of training colleges. We were presented with what seemed like a fresh virgin. An open letter was read to the former president during the engagement with the students. According to them, they were deceived into believing payment of the trainee allowances would be prompt. Please accept our unreserved apology for not heeding your counsel during the 2016 election. From the depth of our hearts, we sincerely apologize. Please forgive us. The students feel frustrated by the failure of the government to pay the trainee allowances for close to two years. The allowances was a scam to us that we'll get alawa, alawa. And since we came, we have not even received it. 
We have not received it. This is my second year in this school, but I've not seen anything like Arawa. Me, I'm a third year student. I haven't received one since I've come. We have waited, uh, we haven't received anything yet. Nanado and Baumia said they will pay their allowances. I beg you, Nanado and Baumia, if you are hearing me, we are here in Krobor, nursing training school. They said two years now, you haven't paid them their allowances. Let the allowa come. Wherever you are, Krobo nursing trainees are begging you, let their alawa come. In explaining the decision to cancel the nursing trainee allowances, the you former know, president noted the policy was to channel the resources towards improving the health training sector. He believes the expansion of the training colleges would have helped one. train and recruit more personnel. What we noticed was that because of training allowances, we were not able to take as many people into the colleges as we should. Because the number that we were taking was based on how many people we could pay the allowance. At that time in 2017, if you calculated the, uh, the first salary of a, a nurse, it was something around 1,500 when you come out as a fresh nurse. And the money that was being used to pay trainee allowances could recruit 13,000 nurses every year. So we said, look, let's take the allowance, let's invest it in building more hospitals, in providing more hostels and classrooms in the colleges so that we can bring more of our children into the colleges to train. That was our intention. And so we didn't even say we are taking the training allowance away and replacing it with nothing. We said we are going to replace it with a student loan scheme so that you can take the loan, finance your education. When you come out, if you don't have a job yet, nobody will come and ask you for the money. But when you start working, we will take it little by little by little by little until you are finished paying. If he won't get us the allowance and he's going to provide us with students' uh, loans, I think that one too is also a nice and a good idea because if we are able to get the loans, we will be able to use it and pay our school fees. Meanwhile, the NDC flag bearer for election 2024 wants electorate to correct the wrongs by returning the NDC to power. When there's a race between lies and the truth, lies will always take the lead. But eventually, in the end, the truth will be revealed. It is only now the blinkers on our eyes, the scales on our eyes have fallen off. And we can see that this has been the worst political scam in the history of politics, not only in Ghana, but in the whole of Africa. The Building Ghana Tour is making its final stop here at the Central Mosque at Techiman. Earlier, there was a town hall meeting at Tiobodom where concerns of various groupings were taken by the NDC. These concerns, according to the party, will feed into the 2024 manifesto. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima reporting.
Let's stick with health because investigations conducted by Joy News has revealed that aside the increasing costs of treating water polluted by irresponsible mining, the Ghana Water Company's current treatment process cannot remove poisonous heavy metals from water pumped to homes across the country. Tests conducted at the Ghana Water Company Limited, the Boise intake point of the Pra River, confirm high levels of arsenic, lead, and chromium. Erasmus Asari Donko has been speaking to experts on whether the company's current treatment process is capable of removing these poisonous metals. Here are excerpts of the part three of his documentary, Poison for Gold, showing today at 8 uh, p.m., 8.30 p.m. on the Joiners channel. This is the Dabwase intake point, where the Ghana Water Company Limited pumps and treats the pra for distribution to Takrade and parts of the central region. I'm fetching a sample from what is being pumped from the Pra River. Samples fetched from the Pra at the Dabwase headworks of the Ghana Water Company tested positive for 0.288 milligrams per liter of arsenic, 0.186 of chromium, and 0.57 milligrams per liter of lead, all above the safety levels for these poisonous metals. But can the Ghana Water Company's treatment process eliminate the presence of poisonous heavy metals? We took a trip to the Materials Engineering Department of the College of Engineering, KNUST, to speak with engineer Dr. Benetta Kumsen. She has been researching into heavy metal removal from water using nanotechnology, mineral waste reprocessing, minerals processing, and waste management. Some suspended solids have the ability to remove heavy metals. A typical example is the iron oxide or iron oxide based materials. So for instance, if you have magnetite, maghematite, which is more like an oxidized form of a magnetite, it has the ability to remove these. So once these are the kind of suspended solids we have in the system, they would interact with the heavy metals. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ...and would certainly have some, or undertake or undergo some sort of absorption in the system. So when they remove the heavy metal, um, these suspended solids, which are iron oxides, then you are sure that some levels of heavy metals would have been removed. But typically, removing those ones doesn't clean water off heavy metals present. Currently, what um, Ghana water is doing doesn't take care of that. It takes care of uh, bacteria, microbial stuff in the water. But with respect to heavy metals, I can give you samples of water which contain heavy metals. They may be as clear as you can imagine, but then they would have levels, high levels of heavy metals in them. The pra is polluted mainly by miners opening their residue into the river at Chifu Kotoche, Chifu Praso, and Shanfans sitting on the river. But District Chief Executive for Wasa East, Emmanuel Boache, told our team there are no resources to fight them. We try as much as possible to get outboard motor attached to the uh, canoe so that we can track those guys. But what we realized was that there are a lot of stones in the river. So you cannot run through the river to that place. I think some time ago, two military men, two military men died on this very river because of this uh, 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 mining in the river issue. So that has become a challenge to us. And that's the more reason why we were unable to uh, uh, take them away from the river. 
Let's have a conversation now. I've been joined by the uh, senior lecturer and head of department of the Global Health School of Public Health at the KNUSC, Dr. Jonah Moisey. Also joining me is Professor Chris Gordon. He's an environmental scientist with special interest in biodiversity. And I've also been joined by Stanley Mate, who is communications manager of the Ghana Water Company Limited. I'm grateful, gentlemen, for your time. Let me begin with you. You, Dr. Amwesi, uh, how do you feel about news that there are heavy, uh, poisonous, heavy metals in the water uh, running through our taps and that the treatment process of the Ghana Water Company cannot actually deal with these challenges? Well, thanks, uh, Aisha, for having me and greetings to uh, colleague panelists and to all those viewing this morning. It's a really important issue that has come up, um, heavy metals in water. Um, as we may be well aware, heavy metals pose a serious threat uh, to health, uh, particularly heavy metals like uh, mercury, arsenic, and lead. Um, these are well-known heavy metals uh, that uh, tend to pollute water as a result of mining, including um, or especially legal mining practices. Some of the impacts that heavy metals can have on health include uh, congenital anomalies, um, cancers, um, and several other very negative effects. And perhaps the most concerning of these uh, are the cancers and the congenital anomalies, that is be the results or impact on fetuses, which can lead to uh, malformations in, in children when they are born. Apart from this, also developmental delays in children can come about as a result of this now there is what we call acute heavy metal poisoning and more uh, sort of chronic where you're exposed to this on a on a routine basis and, and water which is something that you consume on a regular basis can be an easy source of chronic heavy metal poisoning so it's worrying now on the side of the Ghana water company obviously i don't work there but uh, and i believe they can speak directly to this but uh, the Ghana water company is able to detect the presence of heavy metals this is very clear. The challenge is their ability to remove these heavy metals. It's important to recognize that there will, that there are levels of heavy metals in various waters. You don't want any of this. The, the concern is the threshold at which they may be. My understanding currently is that the threshold for heavy metals in the water that is produced by the Ghana Water Company has not been breached. What this means is that the heavy metal levels are currently not at the point where they pose a serious health threat. The reason why the alarm bell bells are being sounded, and rightly so, is because we've seen a, a consistent increase in these levels, suggesting that sooner than later the thresholds may be exceeded, which will make the water unwholesome for consumption. And if the Ghana Water Company does not have the capacity to remove these heavy metals, then we're pretty much screwed. What that means is that our water will not be fit for consumption. Mm. So it's really important that the noise is made now. So one, the pollution can stop, and two, the Ghana Water Company can be provided with the tools that they need to remove these heavy metals, especially when they start approaching the threshold 
for which it would be totally unsafe for drinking? Well, we, we do not know yet if we've, uh, we've gotten to that level. And thankfully, the Ghana Water Company uh, is with us. They will be talking for themselves to tell us where we are right now. But let me bring in Professor Gordon. Uh, prof, uh, high levels of arsenic-led chromium are, are what we found in the water currently running through our taps. What are the dangers associated with uh, drinking water? Uh, polluted with these poisonous heavy metals. Okay, uh, thank you for having me on the program, and I would like to first re-emphasize the point that has been made. We do not want heavy metals in our water, period. But at this point in time, the water that we are getting from Ghana Water Company does not exceed the WHO limits. So the water from Ghana Water Company at source is safe. You shouldn't be alarmist about this, especially as what has happened is the, the cost of treatment that we used to do with alums and the type of material is no longer effective with the amount of loading that we have in the water of sediments and heavy metals. So the Ghana Water Company has had to move to polymers which are a lot more expensive, but at the same time, we do not want Ghana Water Company to increase the price of water. So they're in a difficult situation there. But again, let's, let's look at the issue that you asked me to talk to. We are talking about concentrations which are very small very, very little, which can impact on these human health through long-term chronic effects, apart from the acute that has been mentioned already. What, what do we understand by a low level? Well, if you had a line of tankers from Accra to Tema, water tankers, and you dissolved one cube of sugar and spread that water among all those tankers, you would actually be reaching the levels that heavy metals can have an impact on people. So the levels are very low to cause impact, and this is made worse by two things. One is biomagnification, that is through the food chain, the quantum of heavy metals that the person ingests through food increases, and the other is bioaccumulation, where the heavy metals end up in parts of the body and keep on increasing. Mention has been made to the fact that if you have mothers who are eating uh, fish or shellfish that contain methyl mercury, you can have impact on the unborn infants growing brains and nervous systems. You find that this affects their ability to think, their memory, attention, fine motor skills, visual spatial skills. Basically, they are disadvantaged from birth. And if you have intergenerational impact, you find that the communities will have lower and lower intelligence and will not be passing the standard exams not through any fault of their own, but basically because their brains were damaged uh, before birth. 
Now, the impacts you have on methyl, um, so methyl mercury poisoning, first of all, it affects everybody of all age. You don't have, it's not just children, it's everybody. You can have loss of vision, you can have tingling around the mouth, feet, lack of coordination, impairment of speech, hearing, walking, muscle weakness. When it goes to lead, first of all, there's no level of lead that does not cause problem. And the lead is accumulated in the brain, liver, kidneys, and bones. It's stored in the teeth. And when a woman is pregnant, the lead in the bone is released during pregnancy and that impacts the fetus. It's estimated that approximately 30,000 lives in Ghana were lost as a result of population pollution. So that's about 16% of all deaths annually as a result of pollution. So the other question you ask is how do we deal with this? First of all, I think we need to explore some of our locally available materials to solve this. Uh, experiments have been done in several universities, including KNUST, on how to use biochar, use natural clays and mineral deposits that we have in abundance, uh, indigenous technologies using clay filtration at point of use, all of which will remove heavy metals from the water. But it's also important to realize that prevention is better than cure. We don't wait for the water to be poisoned before we start throwing our arms in the air. Uh, the previous report said this is an issue, but unfortunately they did not explore what is the alternative. Because if most of the sachet water producers are using Ghana Water Company water as their source before they uh, create the sachets, we have no recourse, we have nowhere to go to. So we have to stop contamination of our water bodies. We need to test the wells and boreholes, especially those in the mining areas, to see how far they're uh, exceeding the, the limits. And we need to raise a of the impacts of heavy metal pollution, especially in those communities that are high in Galamsey activity. We also have another source of lead and heavy metals, and that is from the processing of e-waste. Uh, I know government has tried to make some improved measures to prevent this, but we still do not appreciate the long-term impacts all of these pollutants are having on our populations. In such a way, we are mortgaging the future of our children because of short-term greed and commercial gain. It's something that we need to address as soon as possible, and this is something that can, has to be done nationally. I don't think we should focus on any one particular uh, entry point into the system because we're also getting heavy metals and pesticides through the consumption of food. We need to take a step back and have a holistic solution on how do we reduce the amount of pollution 
that we are getting in our bodies. Thankfully, uh, Stanley Mate is here with us. Stanley, you've had cause to complain about some of these uh, pollutions in the source, the water, the source of water you treat for us uh, to get uh, flowing in our taps. Uh, what is our situation as we speak? Um, thank you very much, uh, um, The situation hasn't changed much. We are still polluting our river bodies. Um, um, and, and I think the situation is even more dire and more terrible than um, hitherto it was. Um, but as a, as a company, uh, we are doing our best to um, treat the water to meet the drinking standards for, for, for consumers. Now, Asha, I think that um, I'd want to urge all researchers uh, to, uh, you know, um, create a platform for some discussion and some brainstorming on their findings anytime they they do some of these um, uh, things, or the, they, they um, uh, uh, establish some of these findings in, in, in their research, made all of us aware that, yes, um, water is such that you find a lot of uh, uh, compounds uh, uh, in, in them, even after treatment. But then are the levels harmful for human consumption? No. If the levels are such that it will be harmful for human consumption, plus the Ghana Water Company Limited, to shut down the treatment plant. And this is yeah. not the first time we are... We are uh, uh, this wouldn't be the first time we're doing that. We've been doing that all along. Anytime we treat water and the, and, and the levels of contamination or the levels of uh, some uh, compounds within the water are such that they are not safe for consumption, we, we shut down the treatment plant. I think that I think that, I think that prof, 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 we have the WHO standards, and then we have the Ghana Standards Authority standards, which is higher than that of the WHO. Mm. As the company, we try to do better than the. I think that uh, Professor Gordon and yes, Doctor. I think Professor Gordon and Dr. Mwesi have alluded to that fact that the levels we have in our water are currently uh, is not dangerous. But the fear actually is that as illegal mining continues, we may get to a point where they may be very dangerous for us. When we get to that point, the question remains, is Ghana water ready to deal with that? Do you have what it takes to deal with that challenge if we get there? Hello, Stanley. Asha, if we get to the point, Asha, if we if we get to the point where we are unable to treat um, the water to meet the drinking standards, we shut the treatment plants down. Okay, so Ghana must be rest assured. There's no way we we'll pump in unwholesome water for people to consume. Anytime we are unable to treat the water to that level, we just shut it down. And this must be a caution to all of us. And then those who are involved in the galaxy, the few of them shouldn't put all of us into, into this mess. Okay, we need water to consume and to stay, and to, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, so we can be productive for our nation. But we can't, allow, we can't allow a few people to hold all of us to one stop. Seriously, per our policies, if we cannot meet the standards, we shut down.
Thank you, Aisha. Uh, Dr. Amwesi, uh, you've been listening to this conversation and, of course, you indicated that uh, the levels as we have right now, it's not something we should uh, worry about. But definitely, if we do not stop polluting our environment and our water bodies, we certainly will get to that point where we'll all be running helter-skelter. How do you uh, propose or suggest that we deal with this critical situation going forward? Well, thanks for that, that question, Aisha. I think that's a really important point that Professor Gordon made. Um, this has to do with beyond reaching that point where it becomes unwholesome consumption. And Stanley has also clearly reiterated what we both said earlier, which is that the Ghana Water Company um, at this stage uh, is not at a point where the water is unwholesome for consumption and they will not supply water when it's impossible for consumption. The good thing is that they have the equipment to be able to detect the levels. This is assured. But the problem, which, which uh, Professor Gordon mentioned, is the cost involved in producing wholesome water is increasing. And if the cost is going up, we already know the economic situation, the cost of production goes higher, it has implications, uh, especially for those in the lower socioeconomic brackets. It has implications for the cost of doing business and so on and so on. So, so, and so on and so forth. So one may argue that the, the so-called gains from mining uh, will be completely eroded by the costs that would be uh, incurred uh, in trying to purify um, this water. The, to the solutions which you asked about, uh, Professor Gordon also mentioned again that we have some uh, locally appropriate technologies to be able to do this. Which, is to, which can chelate some of these, or shall I say, to use a layman's term, to, to, to amass together some of these heavy metals and take them out. Very simple, cheap. This is a time to explore some of these. And then also, the next step will be to equip the Ghana Water Company with the tools that are needed should we exceed these thresholds to be able to remove these heavy metals. The wiser thing to do, the wiser thing to do will be primary prevention stop the water from getting polluted. This problem is not, is not only in Ghana. Even in the U.S., they've had serious problems with water flowing from taps, which is contaminated with heavy metals. They've had uh, congenital anomalies and big problems, health issues, with water that has been contaminated. So far in Ghana, we've not had any water coming from our taps that has these heavy metals. So what you're doing right now, Aisha, is part of the solution. Start making noise now because otherwise we are mortgaging our future big time and it will not be worth it. I'm grateful, gentlemen, for your time. Dr. John Amoisi, Senior Lecturer and Head of Department of Global Health School of Public Health at uh, KNUST. Uh, Professor Chris Gordon is an environmental uh, scientist, especially interested in biodiversity, and we're also joined by Stanley Marte, who is Communications Manager for the Ghana Water Company Limited. That documentary actually uh, shows at 8.30 p.m. on the Joy News channel. Do make a date. Let's get on to other stories. Government insists it has not um, missed the target of the IMF uh, bailout. It is unclear when the IMF board will approve the release of the money, but speaking on the probe last night, Minister of State or at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Amin Adams maintains there's no delay as he assures the money is expected between last week of November and first week of December. 
we hoping to have this agreement soon, and the uh, next tranche should happen uh, in the last uh, week of November to the first week of December. Last week of November to the first week of December. That's where we are getting the next 600 million tranche? That is dependent on when the, the fund uh, board sits and approves it, but we don't expect it to go beyond that. Well, uh, uh, we are confident of getting the approval because we have done our part. And remember when we uh, signed the uh, staff level agreement, the IMF MD indicated mm -hmm. uh, in a press release that Ghana has done its part. Mm -hmm. We have done our part. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we are waiting for our creditors to also do their part. Mm -hmm. And the indication we are getting is that they will do their part. And, and they will do it success, successfully and favorably uh, for Ghana to secure the second tranche. We'll be bringing you more on this IMF uh, discussion on midday. Now, let's get to Cape Coast because Infansipim School is now cutting the help of parents to bail them out of their power crisis after the government defaulted on payments. Headmaster of the school, Ebenezer Kobne-Ado, in a speech at the school speech and prize giving, they revealed the school is in distress and can currently not afford to pay electricity bills. He disclosed that out of 204,000 cities accumulated between January and October this year, the government has only paid half with an outstanding amount of 115,000 Ghana cities. Listen. We don't have enough furniture in the classrooms. Currently, we need 250 on the desk to ensure that all our students are well seated. These students are using chairs in the classrooms, which is not comfortable. Headmaster of Infantism School, Ebenezer Kobna Edu, sharing some of the challenges the school has been grappling with, ranging from the payment of prepaid to the general issues of infrastructure. He wants parents in the various houses of the students to lend their support. High cost of electricity, the same one, we are prepaid. And we always struggle to purchase power. This year alone, from January to October 31st, we have spent 204,000 cities on prepaid. Fortunately, the government has given us 89,000 Ghana cities, leaving 115,000 cities. This is indeed very worrying and frustrating as a school. Installation of solar panels on various blocks will be a better option for us. Meanwhile, I wish to call on all parents of various houses to support the purchase of power in these houses. Presiding Bishop of the Methodist Church Ghana, Right Reverend Dr. Paul Kwabnabuafu, wants management of the school to continue to maintain the standards and the principles of the school. But it will always be a standard here at all times, and the board would want to plead with the management that. Our Christian values, our Christian principles are not left behind. Even in this age where we seem to acquire knowledge at the expense of morality, we pray that Infantspin will stand tall and churn out nature students who will come out with their heart, who will come out with their love for nature, who will come out with their love for humanity who come out with their love 
that is beyond the artificial intelligence. Emuba 93 and head of the medical intensive care unit at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, Dr. Yao Oforiejei, want the educational system to be more inclined towards technology so the country's industrialization drive could be supported. We must move beyond short-term fixes and embrace a holistic approach that equips our students with the skills and knowledge needed to navigate our ever-evolving digital landscape. It is imperative that we introduce digital technology at the early stages of education during the formative years of our children when their cerebral capacity has no limits. It is not enough to simply introduce technology in our classrooms. We must empower our educators with the tools and training necessary to maximize its potential. The Infanti Film School has been holding its 147th anniversary that got many old students and the various stakeholders of the school joined them to take stock of the activities of the school in the course of time. Reporting for Joy News, Richard Kwejunyakon. Back here in Accra, the New Patriotic Party has fired four of its members for publicly endorsing an independent candidate other than its flag bearer, Dr. Mahamadou Baumia. The four, namely Hobson Adoye, Yao Bwabinga Samoa, Nana Ohedinto, and Boniface Abubakar Sadiq, are said to have breached the party's constitution. In a statement signed by the General Secretary Justin Kodia Frempon, it entreated other members to take note and focus on activities that will help the party win the 2024 election. Here are efforts of the statement. He said the leadership of the NPP has taken notice of recent activities of Hosin Adoya, Yaobabian Samwana Nohininzo, and Boniface Abubakar Sadiq, which includes publicly endorsing the candidature of a person other than the duly elected presidential candidate of the party, His Excellency Dr. Alhaji Mahamadu Baumia. The statement continues to say, in spite of their flagrant breach of the party's constitution, particularly Articles 35A4 and 391, the aforenamed men still hold themselves out as members of the NPP. For the avoidance of doubt, Article 3, Clause 5A and 4 of the NPP constitution enjoins all members of the party to abide by and publicly uphold the decisions of the party. And it, it further states, in addition, Article 391 of the constitution provides as follows. A member of the party who stands as an independent candidate against the officially elected member of the party or who joins or declares his or her support for another political party or for an independent candidate when the party has sponsored a candidate in a general or by-election automatically forfeits his or her membership of the party. And that statement is signed by General Secretary of the NPP, Justin Kodia. And still on the NPP, the, the party has elected Dr. Rashid Kwesi Echwafo as its parliamentary candidate for the Jumako Enyane Siam constituency. Dr. Echwafo was unanimously endorsed 
by the delegates in that constituency after going unopposed. It's the second time Dr. Chafal is leading the NPP to the polls in the Ejumako Enyanesiam constituency, having lost to the incumbent MP and minority leader Dr. Kassiel Latoforsing in 2020. Dr. Rashid H. believes this is the right time for the NPP to snatch that seat from the opposition NDC. When it was announced that um, the party has open nominations for us to show up to contest, it became rumored that my, my constituency polling station executives and electoral coordinators wanted me as wanted me as their parliamentary candidate. I thought it was just one of those rumors. And so the coordinators picked up the nomination forms for me. They 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 went ahead to pay for the forms and have this submit. Uh, this is the climax of it, and it means that now I have the mandate to start working in the constituency as a parliamentary candidate, which I'm going to start soonest. We are going to we are going to push and push and push. So this means the world to me actually. One of one of the things that one of the things that we have to do, we need to do, is to make sure that um, all the cracks, all the all the loopholes we left unfilled. I may not be able to say the specifics because then I will begin myself out. But one of the things that we'll do is that. We are going to mend the cracks because I think that we lost the we lost the 2020 elections largely on the cracks in our system in our in our system. Once we are we are able to mend those cracks, I am sure and confident that we shall we shall win. I'm excited that I feel very elderly people of our party, those that won us the seat in 1996, we are here. Those that won us in 2000, 2004, they were all here. What it means is that for the very first time. We are going to be united to fight and forge for the constituency seat. And I assure you that I'm ready. I am committed to this. And I will not I will not I will not rest a day. We're still live on Joy News Desk. We'll take a break on we'll return. We'll bring you everything you need to know in business. His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ghana, in 2016, pledged to ensure free senior high school education for every Ghanaian child. Under the leadership of the President and the Sector Minister, Honorable Dr. Yao Ose Enuchum, the first-year enrollment has risen from 308,000 in 2016 to over 500,000 students being enrolled each year under the policy, making over 1.6 million children enrolled under the policy as of 2022. The Transformation Agenda series on education exposes you to the varied and various achievements of government in the area of education, delving into the policies, interventions, and infrastructure development that has occurred under the leadership of the president. Be my guest this and every Tuesday as we bring you documentaries from across the 16 regions of Ghana on Joy News between 6.30 p.m. and 7 o'clock p.m. Transformation Agenda Series on Education, Reimagining Education for National Development.
incredible. Bang on target. Driving a taxi in Accra is like watching DSTV. The drama is the Uber Biwa. Last time, my passenger cried in my car, sir. Hey, she be watching her, Papa. DSTV, dear, it go over you. Another one. Magnifique. My child gets so many gifts, and that definitely includes the best of Christmas cartoons. Plus, it keeps her occupied whilst I get things done. We watch the Premier League on Super Sports, like we are in a stadium. Rashford was in an offside position, but he wasn't interfering with play. And Bruno's call. This Christmas, dear, entertainment galore on DSTV. The contents just go over you. Dial star seven five nine hash to reconnect or stay connected now. Hi, good morning. Welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Anglo Gold Ashanti Obwasi Mine is investing in educational development within its catchment by creating a rich pool of human resources for the mine sustainability and other services necessary for development. The company has cut sought for the construction of an examination printing center for the Obwasi municipality aimed at improving academic performance. The company believes the availability of a well-educated workforce would ensure sustainability of the mining industry. Yes, more. After its revitalization in 2019, the Anglo-Gold Ashanti Obwasi Mine has committed to boosting the economy of the mining community across diverse sectors, including education. Including education. Under its 10 year socio economic development plan, the mine has carried out numerous community developments. The latest is the construction of the examination printing center for the Boise municipality. The 2.4 million project, expected to be completed in four months, will be the sole exams paper production hub for the municipality. Jacob Edmond Aqua is senior manager for project service and business development at AGA. Helping as part of our 10 year uh, socioeconomic development plan, we are helping education in the municipality. It includes a lot of things that we've started already. Uh, we are building a robotics center for the Boise Secondary Technical School, for example. We are also training uh, teachers in many leadership programs. So far, we've trained about 525 uh, teachers. We also, we also provide learning materials. We've provided about 30,000 learning materials for the various schools in the, in the municipality. In the preceding year, the Obwasi municipality accumulated 94% pass rate for the standard basic examinations, BEC. Municipal Director of Education, Alfred Coombson, is optimistic the new facility would shoot up the performance. I would say we were facing much challenge because parents in Obwasi municipality, and I'll take this opportunity to appreciate the effort they are putting in. When it comes to examination, uh, parents from time to time help the schools. I'm going to say parents, the parent association, they help the schools to print questions for their wards. So now that the printing center is in, it is going to 
actually save parents the cost of printing examination. What should we expect from results? Yes, already Obwasi Municipal has been churning out good results in examination. As it stands now, as of 2022, our BEC, BEC performance pass rate was 94%. Now with this machine in place, we expect nothing less than 100%. The company also cut sold for the construction of a 3.5 million Ghana cities chips compound at Epitikoko Community, which is to be completed in seven months. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Brightquick. Now, entrepreneurs, both aspiring and seasoned, have been urged to go beyond merely setting up a business to uh, instead seek out the keys to business triumph through the acquisition of effective marketing tactics. Here's more from a one-day business seminar organized by the Muslim Executive Foundation for the Muslim Community. Mahmoud Mohammed Nuruddin has more. Sheikh Abdul Mohsin Bafi emphasizes the significance of choosing the right location for a business. He says consumer preferences and the success of a business often hinges on its proximity to potential customers. Understanding the market demands is also crucial for tailoring products or services that will resonate with the target audience. Before you establish a business such as a lab, consider whether the people in the region truly desire it. If they don't need it, it will become a waste. Always ensure that there is a supply reaction. Sheikh Bafi delves into the art of deep thinking and observation, stating that successful entrepreneurs possess an innate curiosity and an ability to see beyond the obvious without carefully planning and a thorough understanding of the business landscape. There are some businesses that will lose more if you do not exercise caution before entering them. Sheikh Bafi warns entrepreneurs might find themselves unable to make a living before they even realize Dr. Abdul Samed Muntaka, a lecturer at the KNUST Business School, emphasizes the importance of forward thinking and flexibility in business strategies to stay competitive in today's dynamic market. He urges entrepreneurs to plan ahead and anticipate future trends, emphasizing the significance of not falling behind in the fast-paced business world. Be rigid about what you must do and what you must avoid. You don't have to interject after putting up these ideas. Just ensure it functions properly. For example, if it is a requirement that you do not sell on credit, be certain that you do not default, even through family members. The seminar organized by the Muslim Executive Foundation focus on the team implementing effective marketing strategies for competitive edge. It also featured Sadiq Abdurazak, a professional in business consultancy. In a business setting, you must be strategic so that you don't mistakenly copy someone. You don't start a business because someone else is doing it. You have to know your path and what you want to achieve. The seminar attracted attendees from Muslim communities in the Ashanti region, reports by Mohammed Nuruddin. 
And that's it for this segment. I shall be back to wrap up. As I wrap up the bulletin this morning, my name is Aishri Prime. Uh, log on to myjournaline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. See you again at 12. <laughs>